Planet Water Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Water with, you know, me. My name is Martin Riese. I'm your personal water sommelier. And obviously, I have Michael with my co-host in Texas, where he always is. Michael, you should come to Hollywood at one point, but I know traveling is might be not the right thing. But hopefully, again, we will see us in October to the Fine Water Summit. Michael, how are you? Hello, Martin. I'm good. I'm very excited because we know... A while ago, there was a bottled water backlash, and it really focused in California, especially Northern California. So I'm very happy we're going now to a, a new water, they are fairly new established water that really showcases that in the center of the where the bottled water backlash was, you can actually you know start a bottled water company very successfully. So very excited about that. I like that. So we're going to Simona. I heard huh? to. To almost San Francisco, is it right, Simona? Well, I'm about to 10 miles outside of San Francisco, yes. Now, that's great. Welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Why water? That's always the first question people are asking me. Like, you can become everything. Why water? Um, I will tell you that um, it's a two-part answer, but I started off my career in the beverage industry. And the story is that I used to work for Red Bull. I used to work for a vodka company for Brown Foreman. And then um, your favorite, I used to work for Smart Water. <laughs> I'm having a heart attack over here. <laughs> oh, my God. First, I had a person telling me on my podcast he hasn't been drinking water until he was 30 years old. Now I have on the next podcast, I have a person who tells me, I worked for Smart Water. I don't know. I can't take it anymore. So I was one of the first original people on the Glasso Vitamin Water team, and I was responsible for uh, the Northern California portfolio for Smart Water. Um, this is in, I think, 2004. And I managed, like I said, the Northern California portfolio for um, San Francisco, hotels, restaurants, and that was my job, going out there and telling people about this wonderful new water, vapor distilled, and so forth. Um, when Coca-Cola bought us, I decided um, Coca-Cola wasn't for me. And I took the package, and I moved to a small town. And I re returned to my dad's small town in Italy. And my love of water actually started when I was very young, because in this small town in the region of Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, Everyone in our back, everyone in the backyard has these artesian um, fountains, the artesian wells, and that's where my passion started from because of the fact that we have these natural sources in our backyard. That's quite fascinating. So you're coming from a highly processed beverage, going back to artesian water in Italy. Correct. No. Um, I have actually a really interesting story is that growing up um, in this small, when I used to go back and visit my family in Italy, um, my grandfather actually would walk from his house and walk a kilometer down to our house and he would always drink out of our water fountain. And to this day, this mug is still there. And I won't say that it is, um, that it is white because it has this type of film on it, but he, swore that this water was this fountain of youth. And every time I smelled it, 
to me, it smelled like rotten eggs. But for him, it was, I'm not joking you, it was awful. And he had a perfectly amazing source in his backyard, but he came to mine. And the truth of it is, is that he died at 106. And he swore by this water in our backyard. And the idea to me is that everyone, in, especially in Italy, drinks from the closest source. So that's what I'm trying to do with Tahoe. So it's a fascinating story that it's this conversion from <laughs> paddling the <laughs> purified tap water and then coming full circle back. But I think it's a really, really fascinating story. And we talked before and you have many insights into that world. And I think you didn't feel comfortable anymore in this world. You wanted to go back to where you originally came from, where water had a meaning and water came from a particular place. I also noticed um, you have a very nice pin. Can you tell us a little bit about your pin? Yes, I'm actually a recent graduate of the Fine Water Academy, and I am a certified water sommelier. Very proud to be. I like that. <laughs> Who certified you? Where can I get Only certified? The Only the two best. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who... Who are listening in and maybe like, why are they making a fun joke of this now? Why is this an inside joke or something? Obviously, uh, Simona went through our, um, why, uh, our water certification um, program and you are a certified water sommelier. I am. Damn, I'm not the only one in California. I'm not sure if I'm the first female, but um, I'll take it. I'll take number two. No, I love this. No, I, I'm so happy that you are here and that you're holding my hand all the time now to be, to be brave, to, to work in the water industry. I really appreciate that. Um, because Michael mentioned this about the Fine Water Academy. How long did it took you to, because that might be interesting as well for people who might be interesting into the course. How did you found the course? Or how did you find it? Like that actually this is existing and how long did it took you to go through the course and was it very intense for you? Was it easy because you had the water background already? What is your takeaway of this course? I think that it took me a little bit longer um, than six months, probably close to nine. And the reason being is that, you know, my baby right now is Tahoe Artesian Water. So I'm, I'm in the middle of launching, um, but it worked perfectly in the fact that I was already out in the field. And so I was able to go down the, do the assignments while I'm actually working. Um, and it helped me try to understand, like, navigate the whole grocery system. And I thought the program was amazing. Um, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, you guys did a great job. Thank you. And I think when you, we talked, you also mentioned you felt a little bit you have more authority and people reacted differently to you when you tell them uh, you're water sommelier. Can you tell us a couple of, of most interesting stories? Absolutely. Well, the first thing is that I'm in charge of sales and marketing. So what I do is I'm in the field talking to buyers, grocery buyers, um, buyers for you know the Whole Foods or talking with restaurant owners. And here comes someone who's trying to present them another water and I now have the terminology and the information. I mean, basically I have all the information that I'm able to close a deal um, and tell the story of a brand. It's not just another water. There are so many waters, but now we can complete 
the story of who these people are behind the bottles. I like that you're saying this, and I think this is very important. And I see this on a daily basis in the restaurant business as well. Mm -hmm. How important that is to be trained to know the knowledge because your guests, and I think a lot of people are still underestimating that. A lot of people know these days, especially when it comes to wine and beer, they know their stuff. By water, it's still like some people like, oh yeah, I heard this. Oh, I know, yeah, I heard TDS. This is like something I heard already. So people are getting more and more intrigued about that whole industry and understand more and more the difference, obviously, as well between uh, purified water and uh, real water, what you have. So let's talk a little bit about your brand. So you were in Italy. We stopped pretty much there. Yes. What did you decide to come back to the States? When was that? Why did you came back? And then even came up with this crazy idea because pff, there's no water in California. Why bottling a water from California? Because I think it's an incredible good water. So please tell me. So basically, I was contacted by the family who owns the source up in the region for the simple being that I used to work for Smart Water. Um, I've been in the industry. Um, and for that simple reason, basically. And the source is actually located up in the eastern part of California. Um, it's actually a family-owned source by the Wells family. And this source has been in their family for over three generations. So the idea was, why not work together? Um, they had the source. I maybe had the knowledge or experience. And we could work together on bringing this new concept or maybe uh, bringing back the old idea that water should actually come from a source and not be purified. So it's kind of like a passion of mine and a passion of theirs because it's been in their family. A um, quick question for that. Um, so you're saying then since three generations, they have that water. Yes. Did they ever commercialize the water? So there was already the brand somehow, or this was just on the land, they're drinking it, they're bathing in it, they're having fun with that. So it's great. The beautiful story about the Wells family source is that um, back three generations ago, people would actually go up on Highway 80 uh, towards the Tahoe region and they would stop off at their family lodge and they would drink their water and everyone would rave about this amazing water that actually was a natural source. And that's how they had the idea of like, we've got something here. And from, you know, talking to different people, we all came together. Um, I guess. Sorry, I think you have a you have a, an interesting combination of partners in in your company with different skill sets, and I'm I've seen you know one of the logos for you know for Tahoe Artesian are these three trees. Is there any relationship between the the three founders and the three trees as your logo? It is. I kind of think it's like a double concept. It's a three generations. It represents the three generations of the source, but also. Uh, most importantly is the fact that there's three partners. Fantastic. And the other thing I noticed on the bottle, and we have the beautiful glass bottles, but we also have a, a really, really nice uh, PET bottle. And it's something that immediately struck my fancy here is it says the, the local choice. And I think that's really, really interesting. We just had a, another episode where we talked to someone that was interested in not conquering the whole world and sending it to China, but to provide a water for a particular reason. So I really like the local choice. How, how did this come about that you decided to become the, the local choice? So the idea behind is that 
California, everyone pretty much, well, everyone, um, the concept of eating locally, um, eating local foods, everyone knows where their meat from is coming from. People know where their eggs coming from. But we wanted to offer a, uh, an alternative to imported and purified. So why not be the water, the water of the region? I mean, it's, we have a natural source that is basically in our backyard. So that's how the idea came about. So we're the local choice for, I think, I don't know, 11 million people or 13 million people in Northern California, in California is what we just, hope to strive for. Just some couple million people. <laughs> there. Just like some, some couple of people, some locals. Uh, drink our water, oh, well, 11 million, just locals. This is California, guys. I'm coming from a very small town up north in Germany. When I'm saying local choice, that means I'm talking about 250 people. Huh? Here, well, in, my small, in my small town in Italy, where I was there for 10 years, in the, it's, it's called a frazione, there was about 200 people. Here we and go. Everyone knew everyone, so. No. That's the reason we, we like each other so much, huh? <laughs> I think because we're coming from a very small town. Michael, where are you coming from actually in Austria? Vienna. Two million people. <laughs> yeah, for, for Vienna, obviously the biggest city. Huh? How many people living in, in Austria in, in overall? About eight million, two million in the, in, in the capital city. And keep in mind, you know, we're a small country now, but once we were an empire... And this was the center of the this was the center of the world. Sure, right, Michael, center of the world. <laughs> okay, let's go back to water. So, what I because let's talk a little bit about your bottle. And we talked already, like Tahoe local choice, what it says. What struck out to me right away, what I would love to have on every bottle in America, is this here. And I will, I will show it to my people. This is the water analyst. Um, so they, they're saying dissolved solids, 98 milligrams, arsenic, calcium, magnesium, sodium nitrates. So it says right away what is actually in this. And this would be, I think, so much help for all the consumers in America because the nutrition label really doesn't make sense by water. It's pretty much all the time zero. Besides vitamin water, 120 calories per bottle. I have no clue how they even allowed to call it water. Beyond me, beyond me. Anyhow, the nutrition label is completely BS when it comes to water. That should be, it's required by law actually in Europe to put the stuff down what Tahoe does. They're actually putting down what's in there. And I really would love to see it from more water producers because it is clearly the only way that the consumer can really see what is in that water besides H2O. Because in every water, there will be something else besides H2O in it. So great job, Tahoe Waters, that you're doing this. I really, really appreciate that. And that's for me like really a big, big, big selling point already to say, look, there are the people who are saying, we're just telling you what it is. It's water and that's what's in there. Um, was it always planned from you, Simona, to do it, or was it just by accident? It was planned to do what to have it. Uh, we had a great consultant that helped us through the process. That's great, Michael. Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very fortunate that I could recommend a couple of things to Tao Artesian and 
it, I do a lot of consulting for, for brands, you know, and Martin does, does the same thing. And sometimes we talk to brand, you give them your best ideas and they reject everything and do it the way they wanted it to do from the beginning. But it was a really great collaboration because I could really recommend things and they were really taken up and taken very seriously. And I think what we have now is the brand, the, the local choice concept works e extremely well. And I was fortunate enough to be at the source. You know, I've seen the source. Um, the glass bottle is bottled at the source currently, which is, 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 is really nice. And I, I like the history. It's on a road, on the main road, it's a kind of a pass and... Simona was saying people, when they came up there, they drank water, but it was not only the people. It was also all the cars that overheated probably by going up the mountain, you know, filled their water for free from, from, from that particular source. So it's a place with a, a, a lot of history. And it's also, I don't know if you want to briefly go, it's very close to Donna Pass, which also has in California a very unique story. And I think they had a hell of a party there uh, last century. Can you tell us a little bit about that party? <laughs> Simona is like saying, like, uh, uh, I can't, no, uh oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. Come it's on. A Donner, it's a Donner Summit party. I do not know the entire story. That's why we're going to skip this part. Okay, then let's cut this part because my next question would have been then the food pairing and matching. But okay, that's probably too sorry, much. let's cut this part. I was going to talk about the beautiful photo that I carry with me everywhere we go. But um, when you and I and Corey and Stu were at the top of the of the summit, and that was a real moment for us, to be honest. Um, the fact that we were actually pointing to the future because it's been a very very long process to get to where we are today, and we couldn't have done it without you. Like, I think that's and that's quite interesting. I would love to hear a little bit about this process because a lot of people, I think, they're thinking, "Oh, it's so easy. You're finding a spring, then you're taking a bottle, you're just putting some water in there, and here we go. And now I'm a millionaire." Obviously, that is not what it is. It would be great, but clearly, that is not what it is. And Michael and myself, uh, we had we we talked this in a different podcast. Uh, for quite a while ago, we're trying to do a special podcast episodes, one or two episodes about the lost waters of the world. And these are the waters who've been on the market, but then disappeared again because they couldn't make it. Because it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's a highly, almost like hostile environment, I think, by a lot of other water brands, especially big corporations who's trying to to give money to restaurants to carry their waters. They're literally writing a check that then you're, then you're, you're writing a contract and for the next two or three years, you pretty much have the water rights for that restaurant and you're not allowed to sell anything else besides that water. So how is this for you? How is this obviously not the hostile environment? This is not what I don't want to talk about. It, but like how hard is it to actually create a new brand? It's not easy. Um, it takes a lot of hard work. You get to certain days that you think, am I going to make it? Am I going to get to the next step? Um, you go out in the field and people are saying, oh my God, not another water. And we're lucky that we didn't have to create a story because we've got an amazing story in, in history. Um, but it's not easy starting from 
the beginning and to the end. I think we were very lucky um, and fortunate that we found Michael at the very beginning of our um, creation. So him and I started working together with our partners from day one. And he came to visit the source and he tasted the water. And he basically guided us through the entire process up until launch. And I think I still talk to Michael, I don't know, four or five times a week, um, which is great knowing that I've got someone who's always there with me. There's, you know, you find um, sometimes it's issues with the bottler. There's not that many people that bottle. We are lucky that we have been able to establish um, our own facility at the source, which makes us even more unique. Um, our water doesn't travel very far. It travels from the mountains down to the Bay Area. And now we've, um, you know, we've landed some good accounts. But even that, trying to get yourself into a buyer, trying to, trying to have people listen to yourself. I mean, listen to yourself. Having people listen to your story and wanting to take on another water. I will say that most people are going to think that I'm competing against the bigger corporations. Um, like a path water, like a smart water. And that's when people, that's where I come in and try to educate people into saying that, no, we are not a purified water and we are not competing against those companies because they are tap water. Yeah, it, it, it was really, uh, I could see how challenging, and I've seen this many times, how challenging it is to have a water plant because usually people tell me, oh, I want to launch in three months and we're still talking one and a half years later. So. That's usually the, the the extent of it. But again, it was really easy working with Tahoe because I sensed passion. This was not, oh, we could save 10 cents here. We could do this in order to make more money. It was always the passion of sharing the waters and the, the beautiful thing they had with other people. Of course, you need to make some money, but there, there was a lot of passion. And as Simona was saying, there was a story there. So <clears throat> we hadn't, we did not have to go in there and invent something. There was so much story there that we actually had to go in there and remove a couple of things to focus the story of something that makes the water unique. And again, it's, we didn't never told people it's the best water. We said, we have a very unique concept. This is what makes our water unique. And in that respect, it was actually very easy. Of course, it's easy to say it was very difficult to, to do it, but I'm very, very happy with the, with, with, with the product. I will say one thing is that if you're going to be in this water community, you need to be committed, like fully committed because there's going to be ups and downs. But when you have someone like a rainbow grocery in San Francisco calling you because they noticed your water on the shelf, which maybe one of us, I mean, it's only three of us that are actually delivering the product. We started off by taking the water, putting it in our car, I would drive to San Francisco and basically knock on everyone's door telling our story. And sometimes it's an easy sell. Sometimes it's not. Um, but we have been very lucky that everything has kind of fallen into place. Um, and people have understood the concept that water should be from a source and why not support a local water versus having it be imported or, um, or purified. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the idea of local sourcing. Obviously, here in California, we have incredible, amazing spring sources because I bottled 9-H2 as well here in California. There are so many good waters, but people don't 
I think they don't have the idea of water right away. And I think this is a topic what is maybe a little tough for everybody, but we, California is very sunny. We have very, very warm weather over here. Obviously, um, we need water. We need water all the time. We need water for San Francisco. We need water, especially for San Diego and Los Angeles. We're getting our tap waters from the, from the rivers, Colorado rivers in, in Vegas, pumping it up here. So our tap water qualities are not really the best. Let's say it like that. It's like, it's not really the best taste. And then some people saying like, but Martin, it's so wrong that you're now bottling even a water in California because we should use that water in tap water or we have a drought and why is there a bottled water company from California who sells me no water? And I'm always saying, and I don't know how you feel about this, Simona. I always say, listen, first of all, when it's a bottled water company from California, they're actually bottling water for your consumption, for your water. It's not been used for something else. It's actually used for drinking purposes, what I think is already great because a lot of people don't know that most of the water what California uses is not for drinking purposes. It goes into agriculture. And I think that's always the big first like, oh, effect, like this, really? And then I'm asking them, what do you think how much percentage of all bottled water in the state of California is actually um, bottled? So that means like when 100% the water use of California, what the state has, how much percentage of that goes to bottled water from California? Simona, do you know that? Do you know the number? I don't. I don't. 0.02%. 0.02% is the all overuse what the state of California uses for bottled water. The rest, for I think 40% is agriculture. It's crazy. So the whole idea of it's so wrong to bottle a water from California is literally, when you're thinking about the math and looking at numbers, completely nonsense. Because this is something I love to have because this is a product of California. It's a local source product. And this is actually a water what I want to drink. That is what I want to do with water. I want to drink water. So I appreciate that you're bottling a California product. Um, you said earlier, when you go into San Francisco now, and people start to understand the, the difference between purified versus spring source, is there still sometimes, because I know purified water companies spending millions of dollars every year to convince people that water should be Pure, and when I'm saying pure, and we said this in the other podcasts, and when I mean pure, they think there should be nothing in there anymore, not even minerals. So how is the reaction to your consumer? Are they understanding suddenly that, wait a minute, there should be maybe something else in water than besides H2O, or is it still a almost red flag for them? Mm, I definitely think that it's an education piece um, when I go down to, when I go through the grocery aisles with the buyer or with the grocery manager, even just trying to educate them, the first thing that I always do is go through their, um, all their bottles and I always have them look at the back. And a lot of them still don't know that purified water means tap water that's going through a factory. So I have to kind of take a couple steps back. Um, and then I may discuss, you know, the other waters. And that's what's so amazing is that it's 
I don't compete with other natural waters. I think that we can have a great family community and have room for different types of water on the table. It doesn't have to be a competition. Um, maybe the purified companies think that they're competing, but I don't. I want to share what we have. So yes, it, it goes back to um, it goes back to educating them from that point. And most still do not know that purified means processed. Yeah, and I'm very happy to say that because it's basically what you're saying. In other words, is there's no best water. You understand that you have a water with very unique characteristics, but there are many other natural waters that have a different characteristics, and you're really not competing with it. As you said, you're competing with the processed water. The closer we work together, and that's why we have Fine Waters and the Fine Water Society, the closer we work together, we elevate the category and make people aware that they have choices if, if they use your, your water. Um, one a thing I really enjoyed and liked about our collaboration was, this was a couple of years ago, I think two years ago or so, and there was still this alkalinity trend. Everything was about alkaline water, alkaline water, pH, pH, pH. And we know now it's all bullshit. But so I'm, I'm very happy. You, your water has a fairly high pH of 8.2. But I'm so happy that the brand is not about alkalinity. But you mention it. You say it's 8.2, but you don't put it in the foreground and say this is the only story. Because sometimes I believe... If people have no other stories to tell, they use the alkalinity. And you have so much story to tell that this fact can be there, but doesn't have to be in the foreground. So I really enjoyed that. I think when I do talk to buyers, they have the consumer that is requesting these high alkaline waters. Um, and yes, we do have it on there. We don't have it on the glass bottle, but um, there is still the idea that alkaline water is good. Um, and sought after, so we do have it on our bottle, but um, you're right, it's not, I mean, what's inside should be important, not this marketing thing, which is what I did in the past. <laughs> this, uh... this whole vapor distilled, you know, water, and I actually would tell my grandfather this all the time, and I said, no, no, like, He's like, why do I need vitamins in my water? I'm like, no, but it's great. Like, you can just have some water and you drink your vitamins. And he's like, I don't. I mean, obviously, he didn't speak English, but I don't get that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, um, so that's my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and I think, let's face it. I love the show Mad Men. I watched it on Netflix. I'm watching it currently on Amazon Prime. It was created for almost 10 years ago now. Um, I Somehow I missed it when it was actually hip and great. Now I'm watching it and it's all about advertising. And it's fascinating for me to see which power actually advertising has. And I think it's definitely in the next 20 or 30 years, people will say, Jesus, and I'm saying this to Smartwater. They did a great job on advertising. Don't get me wrong. I think it's an incredible good job what they did. Incredible good job in the advertising department to find a celebrity who, who does that, who obviously doesn't know anything about water qualities and never been like thought for that. So using a celebrity who looks okay, she looks, she's pretty, especially for her age. So she's a good girl. 
running with that for many, many years and telling and convince people that this is the fountain of youth. That's for me fascinating that people believe in that. I think it's fascinating. What I find fascinating is became not what's inside the bottle, but the image on the outside. Because it became, I wouldn't say like a status thing, but people took on to different brands because whether it was a celebrity that they um, enjoyed or they had a type of lifestyle that they maybe wanted to follow. And it became a, not a status symbol, but maybe so. Um, not really stopping to think about what's inside versus just the label. So I think that's what's really amazing about our company is that it's not just about the brand. It's about the family owned source. And there's actually just three people of us, you know, case by case going out in the field and selling. Correct. And that is exactly what you're, what you write. And I'm saying this all the time. I want to see the quality in my water glass. Yes, it's great to have a beautiful packaging. It's great to have a great name. That's all is important as well. But the end of everything, you have to have the great quality. It's the same with a car. You can build the most beautiful car ever, but when the motor sucks and the thing doesn't drive, it's not a car anymore. Huh? And, and this goes in so many other things. But somehow, some companies thinking it's just about look and feel and not about actually the product. I had another purified water company for a year ago. I don't even remember what kind of company that was, but I'm getting all the time emails and asking me, we would love to work with you, Martin. We think it's cool what you're doing. We would love to send you samples and then continue. So the first question I always have, where is your water coming from? It took them two weeks to get back to that email with an answer of, we don't know. And it was for me like, how is that possible that a water company not even know where their water is coming from? That was for me fascinating. And I told them, I don't think I'm the right person for you. And they're like, why? You think when you don't even know as a water company what you're selling, then you really have an issue. And I deleted all the emails and I never talked to them again. Because for sure they thought I'm the biggest asshole now in the world. <laughs> but I was blown away of this even like idea of that a water company not even know what's in their water or where they're sourcing their water. Because it's all about marketing for them. It was just about marketing. I find it actually really interesting when I go to different conferences, um, maybe an Expo West or Fancy Food Show um, in San Francisco. And you go to people's booths because you're going, you're guiding through the entire conference and you stop somewhere and you ask people questions and they have no idea what's in their bottle. Water. Well, okay, what kind of water? Where's the water from? And they can't answer it themselves. Um, and to that point, it's just our job, I think, now to educate people and to make them aware that water should come from a source. Let's drink your water. We had a minute of silence suddenly because everybody <laughs> was like, who's doing something next, huh? We are so thirsty. It's Michael. Oh. It's Michael's turn. Yeah. What's, what's up? What's wrong with this water podcast? They're just talking about water, <laughs> but they don't drink it. Unbelievable. Okay. Let's, let's drink Tahoe water. What's the TDS? 98. 98. So we are a low mineral water. Oh, it's sparkling. <gasps> oh, no. It's the other one. Do you have the other one with you? Yeah. 
Let's see. That so, one is actually, we haven't launched yet, but if you're going to ask me the question, what, <laughs> if you're going to ask me the question, what we're working on next, that is what we are launching. It's okay. I'm hiding the water, the sparking <laughs> water. I will zip it privately <laughs> by myself. I will get myself a second glass and the still water, and then I will taste it again. But and I keep talking in the meantime, while you do this, the camera will come to me. But what we've also done on the label here is, and we can show this, is we gave some tasting notes. You know, you notice if you have a bottle of wine, they usually give you some idea what kind of wine it is, you know, full body, you know, dry, sweet or something. So we also put here some uh, tasting notes and we say it has low minerality, soft, light and neutral. And I think that's a, a very general description of the water and works extremely well because people think it's just water. But if you read it, it actually tells you what to expect when you when you open the, the bottle. So I think more and more brands should put short description of you know the taste profile on, on their water like they do with wine. And this is something that I was originally starting to work with, with uh, in San Francisco and Northern California restaurants is to bring the idea of adding an additional water to their water menu. Because we all know there's only maybe one or two different types of uh, still or sparkling. Usually they come in a pair. Um, so we want to work on the idea of adding this to uh, the menus where we're actually featured or from a region. Um, many, you know, we all, uh, people are saying that the beef comes from Sonoma or the butter comes from this farm in a specific region. Why not take the next step and actually discuss where the water is from and tell the story? So connect everything to the table and that kind of be like a complete, I consider it to be a complete circle. We know where our wine comes from. We know where our um, olive oil comes from. We know where our vegetables coming from. Let's take it to the next step and discuss um, and close the link. I think this is great. And I love this, what you're saying. And I think it would be great and beneficial to, and I get it. Not everybody can have a water menu, what we or what I created in the restaurant business. But even when you have a water list of three or four or five waters, just say Tahoe Waters, California sourced, TDS 98. It already helps the consumer. Aha locally sourced, 98 TDS, then you maybe see two or three other waters, suddenly with maybe Vichicaelan, Spain, 3,054. Oh, ha, that might be a little bit heavy on taste. So to get the consumer already to the right angle, and I think this is a great, great topic. So I change out my glass. I, <laughs> I chunk down the sparkling version. So when I'm like suddenly like loving here, this is because I was drinking a lot of Tahoe suddenly. My wife will be very happy because she loves sparkling waters. My partner is right all in front of me. My partner's by might be uh, a little concerned with that. I just told everyone that we're working on sparkling before it's actually launched. But <laughs> no problem. Don't oh, worry. By the way, I'm safe here with us. And the other people who will actually listen and see it. <laughs> So everybody who's listening and, and watching the video, don't tell your friends that they might be doing a sparkling version. We don't know it. We just faked that whole thing for you. So anyhow, uh, it's a still water. And yes, I just had a zip. 
I think it's light, it's neutral, it's very easy to drink. The 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 mouthfeel is very light, very refreshing actually. It's it's I'm always drinking my waters, you know, uh, on room temperature. It feels very refreshing on the palate. Some waters can get I don't want to say boring, but like not really the refreshing aspect, especially when it comes to still water and warm. That's the reason you, everybody puts in the refrigerator. Tahoe, I think, is very, very yummy and very approachable already when it's when it's like room temperature. And it's today in my apartment because I don't have the air conditioner on because I don't want the sound of the air condition on my podcast. It's nicely cozy here. Let's say it like that. I feel like I'm in a Swedish sauna right now than in Los Angeles, my apartment. It's for sure over 90 degrees in here. Uh, I have to be brave. So I appreciate Tahoe water to refresh me right now. I also think the, the water shows character. You know, 98, around 100 TDS is very low, but it still shows character. It's not nothing. And it's a big difference than when you would drink some iceberg water or some glacier water. You would immediately notice it has much more character. So again, I think it's very food friendly for the for the more fish side, the seafood side of water, and I think it would also go extremely well with uh, white wine. I think it's also something that could be very interesting if you drink water and wine, which you should. The the Tauratitian would be really good for that. I had initially started doing staff trainings at restaurants um, before the uh, before the San Francisco lockdown. This in this pandemic. Um, but I think when you talk to the wait staff and the waiters and they're going to the table, um, you know, while they're opening up bottles or, you know, making conversation and, and opening up the mood um, and making suggestions, I think this is a great addition to talking about the food. Um, we can now have a different talking point. It's not just about talking about the wine and now we can talk about the water. So. Um, so that's, that's an addition. That's a good thing. How is the reaction of the servers when you're coming over and you suddenly tell them, by the way, there's more to discover in water than just what do you want, sparkling flat or tap? Are you talking about the consumer side or the waiter side when you're talking? The waiter side. The waiter. Um, it depends. To be actually depends on... Um, how do I put this? Depends on where they're from. There's people that have been who've traveled a lot around the world and noticed that, example, like in Italy and Germany, most I mean, purified water does not exist there. So they are very uh, open to the idea of experimenting or or so forth. So it kind of depends on who you're talking to, what type of restaurant, maybe if they're experienced or not experienced. But um, this is something that adds to their meal. Um, so I think it's a good point overall. Depends yeah. on what restaurants are you located right now. So where can the consumer actually see your brand and can buy your brand as well? Okay. So we're basically in all the family-owned independent uh, grocery stores in San Francisco. We're in Molly Stones. We're in Draeger's. We're in Lunardi's. Um, we also got picked up in Whole Foods. Um, all 46 stores um, in Northern California and Reno. And we are nationwide uh, with World Market and Cost Plus. And I think that what is really exciting is the fact that I got lucky to find this one buyer who was looking for new products and she found us. And 
that I think that's one of our very first accounts. And she put us in nationwide into the 280 plus stores. Um, we also launched the glass and um, we are in many accounts up in uh, the Tahoe region. We're in the land new resort, uh, new moon sticks market. So we're working on the restaurant aspect, but since um, California got shut down like anything else, uh, that's kind of a little bit on hold. Yeah, so I can see we, we're violating a little bit the, the local aspect because I live here in southern Texas, really the, the very, very tip of southern Texas. And I think I went to a world market and I looked around at the water and I was very surprised to see, to see my water there. So congratulations. It looks like you're sharing with the rest of the world. You started local, but you start sharing with the rest of the world. I wanted to share a beautiful story. I received a, uh, an email yesterday from someone that grew up and spent most of his summers up in Tahoe. And he said that he found our water in the world market in Arizona and now wants to purchase our water for his winery in Mendocino County. And so it's the whole experience of going to Tahoe, um, having this emotion connection, maybe family, and then reconnecting it with it in the marketplace um, and then reading about our story. So it's a full circle and the fact that we are family owned and that was, makes us really unique. This is great. This is exactly what we want. The connection of nature to people. And there's this famous, famous movie. And, I'm, and I said this so many times already in my podcast, Ratatouille from Disney. Uh, it's it's about the obviously the rat who's cooking, but in the end scene, or like not even the end scene, in the middle of the scene, there is obviously the restaurant tester who eats the rat's ratatouille, ratatouille, and suddenly he feels himself going back to his childhood where his mother is creating that dish for him, and that is very very similar right now to the story you just told me. So this person seizes in his stores now in Arizona. This is the product where he's been growing up with what he was drinking as a child. And suddenly he remembers his childhood. And for sure he has very positive feelings about that. And I think this is remarkable. I could like, I could cry now for that. This is like, this is so beautiful because this is exactly what for me, why I'm running so much on passion when it comes to water. Because I connect to Mother Earth through a bottle of water when I'm sitting here in my apartment in Los Angeles. And I have then suddenly Tahoe water now in front of me. And I could even, because I've been to Tahoe, I've been to the lake up there. And for me, I'm closing my eyes, I'm doing this water and I'm connecting right away to this experience I had up there. And trust me, it was very positive. That is exactly for me why bottled water from nature gives me this pleasure and this almost like this experience in my life to revisit good moments in my life. What clearly a purified water company not really can. Um, it's, it's all about connection and the connection to nature. So that story was very, very beautiful to me, Simona, right now, that this person is connected to your water. We get random emails from people all over the country that have found our water and when, you, when we discussed before how hard or how easy it is to build a brand, when you get these emails and you realize, my God, our water has made an impression or someone took the time to go on the website and, and look us up, 
um, and they're you know on the other side of the country. It just fills up your fills your heart and you realize that okay, my hard work is gonna hopefully you know pay off one bottle at a time if that's what it means. But um, I think that we I consider ourselves to be a, you know a real local treasure. Um, the fan I'm lucky to have met the Wells family and you know tell their story to who will listen and to every consumer from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it's really beautiful what you just said because you said it makes you happy if people discover your water and write you that they enjoy the water. That's passion, right? Some other people from a big brand would say, I'm so happy I sold a container. That's what makes them happy is that they sold a container. But you told me it would make you happy if you sell a container, <laughs> of course. But it's not everything. You take pleasure in have giving people a product. And I think that's, that's very beautiful. So thank you for, for, for doing this. I know it has been very hard, and, but you're succeeding now. I think it, it will get much easier now. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for, for sharing the story in our podcast. Um, it was great to have you on our, on our channel. Um, obviously, we will stay in touch. I know you're staying in touch with Michael. I feel a little jealous, I have to say, that, that you're staying in touch four or five times per week even to, to Michael. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, Mar I'm just a German guy, huh? Well, I will admit, I mean, I do text message you, but you don't write me back. <gasps> I'm that kind of a boyfriend, huh? Yeah, yeah, basically you are. You should probably tell your wife that too. <laughs> Maybe you don't have the right number. No, I have the right number. I do. My excuse. <laughs> I write you. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Nothing. Maybe like 17 days later, I'll get a response. I'm so bad. Yeah, I know. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sometimes I'm very bad when it comes to responding to things because in my, I'm, and I know it's a stupid excuse ever, but I'm a very busy man. <laughs> Let's say it like that. I like to hide it myself all the time and, I'm still running a full-service restaurant hotel on the side, what I'm always saying. So it's not just that I'm drinking incredible, amazing waters and I'm doing all this other stuff, what I'm doing with water. Yes, I'm actually working full-time in an incredible, beautiful hotel. I love it to death, but it's a lot of work. Anyhow, thank you, for, thank you so much again, Simona from Tahoe Waters. It was Tahoe. Not, ta what? Tahoe Artesian Water. Tahoe Artesian water. My German pronunciations goes down the drain right now. Um, no, it was great to have you again on the show. Michael, thank you so much. It's always nice to see you, Michael. Is there anything else you want to say to the end, Simona? No, no. just basically we take pride in sharing um, our family-owned water and we hope to connect with everyone one day soon. Michael? I love the sharing aspect. It's about passion and having a good product and wanting to share that product. It's beautiful. Yeah. And again, Tao Etesian water. Etesian is actually very important because there are not so many springs around the world who are actually Etesian. So I love that you are an Etesian brand here from California. What a great product. What a great water. What a great story, Simona. Thank you so much for all the inside notes about the family, about all the personal connection, what you just shared with us. And again, for everybody who listens to my podcast, we all know, stay thirsty, stay hydrated, and drink real water from nature because this is what your body wants. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.